So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as The Simplicity of Christ and the Complexity of Christianity. Can you say that with me? The Simplicity of Christ and the Complexity of Christianity. You know, today, Christianity is considered as the most complex religion on the face of this earth. So many theologies, so many traditions, so many doctrines, so many teachings among themselves, you know, they differ among themselves to a great extent. Even if you enter into a Christian bookstore, you will come across thousands of books and if you get an opportunity to read all the thousands of books together, you'll find those books will totally contradict with each other. And each day, different denominations emerge. You're talking about the complexity in Christianity. Statistics say, you won't believe that, there are around 33,000 Christian denominations in this world. How many? 33,000 Christian denominations in this world. So this morning we are talking about the simplicity of Christ and the complexity of Christianity. You know, you can imagine the amount of hesitation when a non-Christian wants to become a Christian. They look at the so much of complexity which is built in Christianity, even though our savior is very simple. Jesus is very simple. Now the Christian life is really, it's not complicated. Most of you know, what we learn from the scriptures, what the scriptures teaches us, they are not complicated. But we make it complex. And you know what, we are really good in that. We, 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 are, we have a lot of experience in make things very complex. So Christianity by itself, the word of God by itself is not complex, but people, we make it more complex. You know, we build so much around the real truth. We build so much of, you know, man-made doctrines around the truth so that a willing soul really cannot enter into this religion. So this morning we're talking about the complexity that we see today in Christianity. So today there is a great need to simplify everything that we do. There is a great need to simplify all that we do today in the Christian context. You know, if you need to share the gospel with others today, we need to tremendously simplify the gospel. Do you, are you with me this morning? You understand what I'm saying? If you want to share Christianity, our beliefs with somebody, we need to bring it down so low, otherwise they are not going to understand. Most of the terms that we use in the church, non-Christians, they don't have any idea what we are talking about. If you say, if you talk to a non-Christian and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, they'll just stare at you. What are you saying? They don't know what we are saying. So when you want to talk to a non-Christian, we need to simplify everything. <coughs> Excuse me. 
You know, at times the Christians, we don't really behave. I'm talking about ourselves, so I'm just cool. So, at times, you know, we don't really behave like human beings. We be really behave like somebody really highly spiritual, some super being. But unchurched people, they really find it very hard to understand what kind of beings these are. Have you come across people? We have come across people in our nation, in this nation. People walk on the floor, on the ground, but their, their legs are not touching on the ground. They just float. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. They just float. And somebody who doesn't have Christ in his life, he can't understand what this kind of person is, what these kind of beings are on the face of this earth. And nobody wants to come near to those people because they are afraid. They are so afraid. They are not afraid of Jesus. They like Jesus. They love Jesus. But they are afraid of us. I remember what Gandhiji said. Do you remember that? Gandhiji said, I like Jesus. I like Christ. I like his teachings. But I hate Christians. I hate Christians. You know, this morning we are trying to understand what is that we made such a the system is so complex that nobody is able to enter into it. Nobody is able to enter into it. You know, we need to make things simple around us. You know, I'm learning. I'm just sharing that what I'm learning. Bible says, the simplicity is in Christ. But we, I, make it complex. You know, we are going to approach this sermon this morning to see how we can make Christianity simple in our church. In our church. How we can develop the simplicity in our lives so that God, Christ can accomplish the purpose that he has for each one of us. You know, if we don't really take care of this, we, what we do is we develop a wall around us and that will prevent people coming to Christ. And this morning I want you to listen to me. We are going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 1 through 4. That's our scripture portion this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 through 4. Here Paul writes to the church in Corinth and this is what he says. Oh that you would bear with me in a little folly. Little foolishness. That's what he's starting with. And indeed you do bear with me. You know he wants to bring a real problem in the church. And that's the reason he's starting in with that tone. And he says, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, he is Christ Jesus. He's talking to the church, which is the bride, and the bridegroom is Christ Jesus. The church and the bridegroom, they already got engaged. What we are waiting for is the marriage to happen. So Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he says that I have betrothed you to one husband and that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Verse 3. Listen to this. But this is our scripture portion this morning. Verse 3. But I fear lest, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That I am worried because your mind may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Verse 4, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, 
whom you have not which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted you may well put up with it that means i'm worried because you may accept that i'm worried because you may accept that you have already accepted that people around they preach another gospel they preach another christ they talk about another script another spirit and you have already ac- accepted that i am worried that the serpent who deceived you may slowly take you away from the simplicity that we find in jesus christ listen to me this morning verse 2 paul is saying paul's desire to present the church as a chaste virgin pure virgin when christ jesus comes verse 3 paul is afraid that he was deceived by the serpent and you may also go astray from the simplicity that we find in jesus christ and verse 4 paul says it is possible that you may get deceived if someone preaches another christ someone talked about another spirit or someone spe- preaches another gospel so let's focus on verse 3 what is the simplicity that we find in christ jesus what is the simplicity that is in christ jesus listen to this there's a greek word the greek term for simplicity is singleness and exclusiveness can you say that with me singleness and exclusiveness that's a greek term the root term for the word simplicity singleness that simply means only one only one christ only one gospel only one spirit exclusiveness that means no other it's just only jesus it's just only jesus so this morning we have three different terms simplicity can you say that with me simplicity and singleness and exclusiveness just to explain english simplicity singleness and exclusiveness let's take it further this morning you know christ is not complex christ is simple the truth that bible talks about is simple again what is the truth jesus is god he is divine he is born of virgin he ministered when he was on the face of this earth he was crucified he died and he rose from the dead the truth he rose from the dead you know paul is afraid that we may go away from the simplicity and singleness and exclusiveness we find in christ jesus listen to me this morning you know christ becomes complex in two different ways christ becomes complex in two different ways and these two ways will lead to corruption these two ways will lead us so that nobody is going to find christ nobody can come near to christ number one i talked about two ways christ uh, has can become complex by two ways number one as we see singleness and exclusiveness of christ if you don't acknowledge this fact this truth we will be deceived we will be deceived if someone preaches another jesus that's what paul says if you receive a different spirit if you receive a different gospel Paul says do not accept that reject it reject that the singleness and exclusivity of Christ gospel and the spirit listen to me that simply means not trying to attain god through different means today world talks about hundreds of different means through which you can attain you can reach god but here bible talks about singleness and exclusivity which you can find only in Jesus 
Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus, one example, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And any alternate method to this, we are deviating from the simple simplicity we find in Christ Jesus. Singleness and exclusiveness of Christ. You know, this is what is important. Listen to me continuously. Jesus made our religion very simple. Jesus made Christianity very simple. And we made it very complex today. Jesus made religion very simple by giving us five me's. Can you say five me's? Do you know what is me's? Me, me? Five me's. Okay, let's listen to the five me's. Jesus said, number one, come to me. What is the first me? Come to me, Matthew eleven twenty eight. If you're weary and tired, come to me. I will give you rest. Simple. Jesus saying, if you lost everything in your life, if you don't have peace, come to me. Number two me, follow me. If you like me, just follow me. Simple. Number three, love me. John chapter 14, verse 15. Anytime we love somebody, we try to obey. Don't we? Wives, husbands, children. Jesus is saying, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. Number four, me. Ask me. If you need anything, pray. And in prayer, ask me. I will give you. Number four. Sorry, number five. Abide in me. Five me's. Christianity is simple. Come to me, follow me, love me, ask me, and abide in me. Think about this now. If all the denominations under, the, under heaven, if they all preach all this five means, how many denominations we need? It's only one denomination. Many times we ask questions. Many times non-Christians ask questions. Why do you have three, three hundreds of denominations? I don't understand. Simplicity in Christ. We need to understand this. For all that we need in life, Jesus has already provided. We need healing. Jesus says, I am the healer. And sometimes we need peace and joy. Jesus says, I will give you peace. I will give you joy. Sometimes, you know, we have burden in our life. We don't know where to lay all the burden. Jesus says, come to me. I care for you. I, I, I'm caring for you. Sometimes you, you have burden about somebody else who is not saved. And Jesus says, I am the savior. I will save. Sometimes we need deliverance from bad habits, evil things in our lives. And Jesus is the only deliverer. And we need at times victory over the works of the devil. Jesus came down to destroy the works of the devil. So we are talking about the simplicity that we find in Lord Jesus. Five different me's that Jesus spoke. I told you there are Different reasons why Christianity becomes complex. Number one reason is many times we don't look at Jesus Christ as an exclusive God. Many times we don't look at Jesus Christ as a single God, only one person who is the mediator between God and man. And his teachings are very simple. Very simple. Come to me. Follow me. Love me. Ask me and abide in me. Number two reason, let me go get onto this. Number two, two reason why Christianity is so complex, listen to this. 
The simplicity in Christ and his teachings. We talked about this, the singleness and the exclusiveness of Christ. Christ is the only one. And now, the simplicity in Christ and in his teachings. I just want to dwell on this little, you know, some more time. Now, if you add more complexity to the truth that what Christ spoke about, things are going to become more and more complex. The simplicity we saw in Christ is going to go away in the moment we start adding other teachings into the scenario. Now, now listen to this. That's how different denominations are coming into picture now. Listen to this. What are those different teachings? I'll give you an idea. Number one, all the Old Testament laws. Number two, the doctrines and teachings of the apostles. We talked only about the teachings of Jesus. We will continue to talk about the teachings of Jesus. Doctrines of the apostles. Number three, man-made doctrines. Are you with me? Man-made doctrines. Number four, all cultural and region-based teachings. Now we talked about the simplicity that we find in Jesus Christ, the truths about Jesus, why he came, what he did, and what he will continue to do in our lives, and he's going to come back. Now over that, when you add other teachings, the Old Testament laws, doctrines of the apostles and man-made doctrines and the cultural and region-based teachings, when we add to this, that's where the problem starts. As long as you stop there what Jesus taught, all the non-Christians are okay with that. Because they like that. And I have spoken to a couple of non-Christian people. They all say that, we, I love the teachings of Lord Jesus. They are good if you can practice that in our family, our family will be like heaven. They all like the teachings. Listen to me. It's important this morning. Today, who is responsible for all the complexity that we have created in this world? So that a soul is perishing. A soul is not able to find Jesus because it is so much complex. It is surrounded with thick walls of doctrines and teachings that nobody is able to enter into to find Christ. The simplicity in Christ Jesus. Who is responsible? Today the church is responsible. Just want you to read this quote. This is my quote. Just want you to read this. If churches make religion too complex and present Jesus too hard to follow, we negate the purpose of God sending his son to the world by denying the simplicity that is in Christ. No wonder the judgment of God to begin at the house of God. Let's read that again. If churches make religion too complex and present Jesus too hard to follow, we negate the purpose, we contradict the purpose of God is sending his son to the world by denying the simplicity that we learned, we talked about in that is in Jesus Christ. No wonder the judgment of God is going to begin at the house of God. You know, listen to me this morning. You know, we may be appearing godly. We may be anointed. But what is important is, if we are not able to help a perishing soul, we are accountable. We are accountable. Let's talk about the other teachings coming into the picture. Complexity of the Old Testament law. With the teachings of Jesus, if you add Old Testament laws, what will happen? If the Old Testament days, remember, nobody could come to God so easily. Bible says they need to follow how many laws? 613 laws in the Old Testament. 
someone was, wants to follow God. 613 laws they need to follow. And religion made it so hard for people to follow. Bible says, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Can you say that with me? Fulfill the law. You know, all the laws of the Old Testament are fulfilled in whom? In Jesus Christ. Bible says that Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. Jesus says, do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy the law. I did not come to abolish the law. But I, sorry. I, uh, let, let me read that again. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So all the 613 laws are getting fulfilled in whom? In Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 3 and 4 Bible says, What the law couldn't do, God did by sending his son. Jesus came in the form of a sinful man that the righteous wrath of God, the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. That's the reason Jesus came down to fulfill all the law. Now Jesus came to simplify the process. He saw people are perishing. They are not able to obey all the 613 laws. He said, I will go down. I will make everything simple for the human being. And today we are called to show the simplicity in Christ Jesus to the world. You know, churches cannot really complicate the process of sinners coming to the cross. Churches cannot be a stumbling block for a sinner entering into the, to, to, to the presence of God. Churches cannot add more rules and more restriction so that nobody is able to come to Jesus Christ. You know, that is the very pathetic condition of a church. I know a couple of churches. Only their believers can worship there. So sad. They don't even talk to others because if they talk to others, evil spirit in others will come into their life. I know. My own family members. When they come to church, they just go like this. Because pastor told, you should not look at others. If you look at others, you'll get corrupted. You'll get corrupted. You know, churches cannot add more rules. No way. We are saved by grace, not by works. Do you know that scripture? We are saved by grace, not by work. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that none of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We talked about the Old Testament laws, how difficult it is for people to follow. Let's think about Christ's teachings now. As I said, they are very simple. Christ's teachings are very simple. How Jesus taught, remember? He taught most of the time through parables. Through parables. A man of God said, if Jesus would have been here right now in the 21st century, he would have taken movies. He would have put skits. He would have taken movies. And you'll see Bible as a compilation of movies. Because that time that was not available. Only what he can say. He can point to someone going to sow the seed. Parables. Parables. Simple things. An ordinary man couldn't really understand and like people of other religion, they all can understand what Jesus was talking about. Simple teachings. Even that, you know, some of, sometimes the disciples could not understand. Remember? And what is important is the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
Not the teachings of the apostles. Listen to me. Not the teachings of the apostles. The teachings of the apostles will really help us to grow in God. I'm not saying that we need to throw that away. They will really help you to move from holy into holy. If you strictly follow the teachings of the apostles, they are really good. They will really help you to, to grow in the Lord. But that's not important for somebody who is dying. For somebody whose soul is going to go to hell, that's not important. What is important is what Jesus did. The work that Jesus did at the cross. Think about the teachings of Jesus. Some of the important teachings of Jesus. For example, Jesus told you, you need to walk in the light. You need to be children of light. You need to be led by spirit, not by your flesh. You need to bear fruits. You need to love one another. You need to forgive one another. You need to help the poor, the needy, the orphan, the sick, and the widows. You need to give. You need to pray. You need to worship in truth and spirit. Listen to me. These are some of the teachings. You need to humble yourself. You need to trust in God. You need to, you know, you, know, you cannot sin really. Sin is not allowed. Jesus was very strict. You cannot sin. And you need to live in holiness. You cannot judge others. But you need to share the gospel. You need to love, with the love, we need to accept, accept sinners. You know, these are the teachings of Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, we are trying to understand somewhere something went wrong. Christianity has become so complex. You know, when we teach something else, we are moving away from the simplicity of Christ Jesus. Listen to me continually. The teachings of the apostles are given as a guideline for us to live and mature in our Christian life. But they are not the primary teachings. Some more example, Jesus said, love God and love others. Do you know that? The great commandment, you need to love God and you need to love others. You know, Christianity becomes simple to follow if we give importance to what is important. You know, that's where we go astray many times. Listen to me. Many times we see all the teachings of Christ and we do not know what is more important. You know, when we hold on to the Old Testament teachings or the apostles' teachings, the doctrines, we make things very complex. You know, that's a reason for the birth of different denominations. For example, if somebody out of this group wants to add something else to this, what we believe, right? Maybe his own ideas, or ideas of the society, or maybe something that picked up from apostles' teaching, and say that this has to be added in our faith statement, in our belief. And the moment we say that we don't do it, they try to get out and form their own denomination. You know, denominations are formed, if you remember those five me's, what Jesus spoke, all the teachings of Lord Jesus, all the denominations, most of the Christian denominations, they all agree with that. But they differ the moment we start adding more things to it. Remember this, uh, listen to this, one of the Pharisees, he was a lawyer, and he asked Jesus, we read that in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. 
And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What does it mean? On these two commandments, all the 613 law, laws, they are included. And all the spoken by the prophets, all the revelation that God has given to those prophets, they are there in these two verses, in these two commandments, the great commandment and the second commandment. You know, today when we teach all the doctrines and teachings of the Old Testament and the New Testament to a believer, first of all, it becomes too much. The idea of Jesus coming down to this world is to simplify the system, not to put so much of law over people because they could not handle it. But today, the churches should not try to put more and more over the believers and make it too hard such that nobody can enter into that system. Nobody will come to know Christ. The same people from the start till the church closed. The same people. Jesus told, you love your God and love others. You know, this is important. We need to get this. We need to get this because it's, it's important that we minister to God. It is important that we spread the gospel. We are called to this nation for a particular purpose and we need to know about this. Jesus told you, love your God and love others. And these two law contains all the, these two con- contains law, these two law contains all the prophecies and all the Old Testament law. And when we become a stumbling block, listen to this. Jesus talked about the love towards God and the love towards one another. If either one of this is missing in our lives, we become a stumbling block for non-Christians. Listen to this. When they don't find that we are not loving God, when they find that we are not loving God really, when they find that we are not loving each other the same way we love ourselves, it becomes a stumbling block for non-Christians. Because they don't find the real love they have towards God. They go to church because it becomes a routine. I don't think they really love God. They can find out easily. And the love towards one another, they can easily find out. And if, we don't, if they don't see this love in our lives, we become a stumbling block. And we don't want that to happen. We don't want to become a stumbling block, you know, because the punishment is very heavy. If you become a stumbling block for a non-Christian to come to Christ, Mark chapter 9, verse 42. This is what Jesus said, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone, you know what is millstone? It's a huge stone. I don't know how many tons they weigh. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. The punishment. If some of us through our lives, because we are not able to love somebody, if we don't show the love of Christ, we become a stumbling block for somebody. And Bible says these are the two important laws. We need to love God and we need to love our neighbors, love others. Not only that, if we say that we love God, listen to this, this is important. If we say that love God, and if you do not love our family, people in this world are going to call us hypocrite. Listen to this, it's important. If you do not, if you say that you love God, 
And if you do, if you do not really love your wife, husbands, you say that I love God so much. I have given my heart to God. I love him so much. But if you do not love your wife, you become a hypocrite. Bible says, Jesus said. The same way if wives, they say that I love God. Every time I want to go to church. Then there is a prayer I want to go to church. But I don't have time to cook. Are you awake? Yes? I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to clean the house. The house is always a mess. Because I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm on the phone. 24 hours. God has called me to pray. God has called me to do so many things. I don't have time to take care of you. If you want, you take care of yourself. And then non-Christians will say, you are a hypocrite. And we become a stumbling block. We become a stumbling block. Same way, Bible says, you need to love your brethren. And without loving our brother, what do we have to do with God? Because God doesn't really care. God doesn't really care. You know what? More than that, I believe two commandments. One is love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Two commandments. If you love your God and if you do not love your family, you're only satisfying 50% of the command. And where do we go? I'm sure 100% we go to hell, not to heaven. Listen to this, important. We need to love the people that God has given in our family. May it be husband, he may be a drug addict. He may be an alcoholic. Still we need to love. Still we need to love. Still we need to care. He may be a workaholic. He doesn't come home. He works, sleeps in the office. You need to still love your husband. And wives, she may be weak. She may not be of any use to you. But still you need to love her. Because she's your wife. And if you do not do that within our house, how do we do it outside? How do we love our brother how many days since we spoke to our brothers? Some of us are in, 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 in fight mode. Not flight mode, fight mode. With our brothers and sisters. We don't speak to them at all. We don't go to heaven. Including me, all of us. Even if you are, not, even if you are baptized, even if you are anointed, even if you are living a separated life. But if you don't show the love to your neighbor, to your own family members, we are still considered as sinners. We are still considered as sinners. First Corinthians 13, 8, Bible says, Paul says, love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, that is going to vanish away. But love never fails. You know, God expected that innocent love, that sincere love, God wants us to have towards God and towards our family members. Let's start loving our husbands. Let's start loving our wives. They may be sick, they may be weak, but still we need to love. We need to love our children, our parents. You know, this is the Christianity. This is the simplicity of Christianity. This is the simplicity of Christ. It's nothing but following the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just before close, just want to summarize. This is what we spoke about this morning. We talked about singleness and the exclusivity of Christ Jesus. He is the only way. He is the only gospel. And only he can anoint us. Only he can give us the spirit. The spirit of God. The spirit of God. And he says, find me. Come to me. Follow me. And ask me. And love me. And abide in me. And God wants 
us to keep our theology simple. God wants us to keep our theology simple so that somebody who do not have Christ can find Christ in our lives. You know, God wants us to realize His grace is more important than the works that we do. You know, we may be ministering to God, but that's not important. What is important is the grace. If God is not giving grace, we cannot do anything. All the talents will go waste. We need the grace of God. Christ's teachings are the simplest teachings. So when we add Old Testament laws and the apostle teachings and hold on to some of those teachings. You know, I have seen some churches holding on to one teaching of the apostles, apostles' teachings. That's not going to help. Because nobody can follow. It's going to be a heaviness on people. And God wants us to make things simple and easy for others to follow Christ. Giving importance to what is important. Love of God and love towards others is important. And we don't want to become a stumbling block for non-Christians to enter into Christ, enter to Christ. And we don't want to become a hypocrite, but not really sincerely loving our own families. We don't want to be a hypocrite. And God wants us to keep things simple. God wants us to love him first and then love others, our spouse, our family members, children, our parents. Then comes our church people, our society. Even God is asking us to love the strangers. And God wants us to accept others. God wants us to accept sinners. Like Jesus did. Jesus is the best example. If Jesus has not done something, we will not do it. You know, he's the best example. He's the one who lived ahead of us. And we need to just follow our master. And most of the time, Christ is seen only through our lives, not through our words. It's easy to speak. It is easy to preach. But it is very hard to live. And God wants us to live a life so that somebody will find Christ in us. Remember when he left the disciples and he went to heaven? That's what Jesus told. You just wait till you are clothed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So that I am going away, people will continue to find Christ in your life. Now that's important. And to achieve that level, it is very simple. We need to follow what Christ spoke to us. We need to follow his teachings. And those five me's, they are very important. So that people around us will come to us. Where can I find that peace? How can I come to Lord Jesus? I love him. Because most of the non-Christians, they know that Jesus is the true God, but they are not able to come to Jesus because they find the system as totally complex. But this morning, I believe God has spoken to us.